The beginning of this podcast was lost due to technical error. Please go to youtube.com and search the channel Epoch Philosophy. Enjoy. Words like that are really tough to get into, and I thought you did a great job of simplifying it without losing the, the nuance of, of the Thank word. you. So, yeah, I thought yeah. that was really well done. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. That's, that's like, the whole goal is uh, I, I've noticed with, like, have you guys seen the YouTube channel School of Life? No, yeah, I mean, yeah. No, they, dude, they fucking suck so bad. I mean, I, like, their 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 production quality is great, right? And I don't want to say they suck because there there is a use for that. Um, uh, it's really simple, but it is so watered down. Uh, but it's so approachable, which is great. It can get you uh in the loop of some concepts and stuff like that. Well, hardly concepts because they don't really even talk about them. Um, but that's the thing is it, it's so watered down, but there's not a lot of detail. I try to definitely bridge that gap. And then there's some other YouTube channels, dude, who they go fucking balls to the wall. Like they'll yeah. straight pure concepts, like everything, like in, it, like this one dude, I think his name's Chad something peak oil. He talks about Hegel and oh my God, dude, like he's like Hegelian dialectics is not really this. And he goes into the whole like phenomenology <laughs> spirit and shit. I'm like, all right, dude. All right. You're, you're losing me. And uh, <laughs> I definitely try to, I definitely try to like blend those two things together and make it as easy as possible and entertaining. Another thing too is uh production yeah. quality is yeah. like, Oh yeah, thing. dude. I was like watching your latest video. I was like, damn bro, this guy, he has like <laughs> the editing's insane. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. I, I genuinely that like warms the heart. I appreciate that because I, you know, it takes a lot of work, but it's yeah. like it is a labor of love, though. You know, like it's. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, I, I love doing it. So. Hey, but like For if you sure. produce the quality content, you know, like you know, the fans just come. <laughs> For I, sure, I yeah. So. I I think that's I think that's been my approach. I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna do this. But my my thing was like, if I'm going to start making videos, I'm gonna do it right. Like I'm gonna do it right mm. in every way I possibly can. Right. Um, Absolutely. But uh, yeah, no, this last video, like you said, with Zizek, it's my channel has like almost doubled in subs. It's been fucking yeah. wonderful. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I saw that. Crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah. We really like yeah. we really yeah. like your stuff. So Definitely. hopefully it'll be a good you episode. Guys, yeah. yeah, you're our first yeah, guest. Let's launch uh, straight in. Yeah. First. Yeah. But obviously, before we get into these topics, you know, uh, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple, something that has a rating system, of course, rate the podcast. First of go. all. Second of all. Sub to our YouTube, uh, our Twitter right now is suspended, but you know what? Wh- what can you do about that? Uh, hopefully, we can get uh, Caleb just disconnected, but hopefully, hey. uh, we can get that Twitter back up. But yeah, hey, but, one uh, one second. I see Grunt. I see Grunt in the the, the yeah the music already like, off. Yeah. Okay. All right, good. All right. Yeah. Good. Just making sure. Yeah, All right. Cool. Yeah, I perfect. saw that too. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, I don't know. All right, uh, you're free good. to like curse or anything like that. You know, so, okay, cool. Care. All right. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, this is a dirt bag left podcast. You yeah, know what dude, I mean? I We're all about I, those dirty yeah. deeds. I, I, man, even before I developed a good sense of politics, I cussed way more than I ever should. I just, yeah. I guess it's just like, I, I also like, you know, talking theory and philosophy. I've, even from a young age, it's like, why the fuck does anyone like really care? Like, it, like, yeah. Uh, how. <laughs> you know not not to get into the the, the big old macho right wing archetype but like like how like almost soft in a way yeah is this like 
like this idea that we live in the United States of like fucking horrible shit going on in like every way, like yeah. extreme poverty in a lot of ways. But like, you really, you really fucking pissed off that someone says fuck. It's like, yeah, yeah. like saying cunt yeah. is like punishable yeah. by death. A hundred percent. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. You're, you, you, how dare you? First of all, even use that. Yeah. Word. Truly, truly. Yeah. But, but the first thing I want to talk about is that uh, there was two arrested and one saw in a fatal shooting of an undercover uh, Cleveland police officer. Uh, this is like some recent news. Uh, have you guys oh, heard about okay. this? No. So we're launching straight in. No, yeah, I've not yeah, heard about yeah, this. Yeah. So what happened? So two two people are arrested. This happened where? In Cleveland. Uh, in Cleveland. Department. Yes. Uh, so okay, like, wait. I'm confused. Was this connected to something that happened other than that, yeah, or what? So, I mean, I, I'm just I'm just wondering if you guys ever heard like heard of this. No, I have not heard of this. I don't know. No. I've heard of no. like you know there was like talk of I don't know if it was in Oregon. But like people like you know like, like actually trying to like hunt cops down like if you see a fucking cop like blast them uh, yeah just yeah you guys uh, think about that like yeah um i know that during the original um like when the black lives matter movement mm -hmm. first started to really gain a lot of attention nationally i know that there was some fear mongering on the right uh along those lines people saying like oh these uh black lives matter activists are just they're hunting down cops because oh, yeah. you know? they had that old thing about like uh pigs in a blanket or whatever fry them like bacon and i know trump like really attached himself to that uh for the black lives matter movement but i haven't heard anything else about i don't think that that's actually a real thing i think Same. of course people are upset mm. but i don't think people are actually doing that and not in an organized way anyway sure uh yeah i definitely like i think with stuff like that it, it's definitely far more like media sized or yeah. whatever like it for sure I, matter of fact the, the one thing that actually disturbed me um, was that there was actually, did you guys hear about the LA thing with the, the guy who got killed um, by the police officer? Um, which one? No, no. Okay, yeah, so this is, I, I don't want to, I totally do not want to hijack this <laughs> No, story no, you're fine. You're no, like, no, you're I free to so, hijack like, everything. That's why you're up, here. We, like, okay. we talk about articles and like, well, I'm, I just we, can, to we go on tangents. Yeah. So yeah. this Constantly. might be a little bit more of interest. Democracy Now did a story on it, but in LA, there was a police officer who was a part of a larger gang inside of a police apartment. I shit mm. you not, this is for real. <laughs> and they're called the executioners. And in order to be a part of the executioners, you got to kill someone. And this what police the officer, fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> like yes, uh, know, like an underground fucking yes. cop gang? Yes. That's fucking I swear. crazy. I swear, you could pull up the article. Democracy what Now did a thing. Mm. I, dude, I know. I'm pretty sure I tweeted about it. Uh, I pretty much said, I was like, no big deal, guys. Just a couple bad apples and a bad apples gang in a fucking yeah. place. Yeah. Like, no, no, nothing to see. Jeez, what yeah, the hell? Gross. Yeah, I'm looking at this article right now. Like, apparently, allegedly, there was a, a police shooting, and they're suspecting that it was part of a gang initiation ritual yeah. where like basically yeah like you said you have to kill someone to be initiated into this gang yeah. what an insane wow. it's insane that's crazy i mean but it's not is it beyond the pale no i don't think so it's like how many very other kind of like expected. secret fucking the cop clubs are there yeah you know it's like you gotta kill you know it's like first you gotta kill a black person then you're allowed yeah in. it's like what if like you know you like one of these cops like kills someone you never heard about the because like by the way like yeah. here's your niche like here's your invite like i imagine how confused that person would be yeah yeah and yeah especially like in in conjunction with a lot of like prior history of organized crime in the united states with with the police like yeah. it it totally doesn't surprise me although this is far more like demonic and terrible because like organized crime like in my opinion i don't actually have like a huge moral like like i, I think a lot of people feel this there's no huge mm. like moral like 
all right, you sell drugs, you make money. Like, if you want to use the de- the police department, at least you're not going out and shooting black people, like you know, right. like left yeah. and right. Um, but yeah, that's super fucking disturbing for sure. Yeah, because the question with organized crime is like, a lot of times crime is moralized in a way that we don't necessarily agree with. So like, sure. when someone's selling drugs, I don't necessarily have a moral problem with that, even though it's like you know organized no. crime. But but yeah, like this level of police brutality organized yeah, murder like, literally is kind like, of shocking. you know if initiation <laughs> is just killing someone like what the fuck goes on in that group you know it's like yeah I, I, that's just the first mind, step right i know it, it's it, and obviously too like when you hear about gangs outside of police departments who do that it, it's equally as disturbing right but mm. it's like dude like it's in a fucking police department man yeah. um and it totally <laughs> seems like a fake story like i remember when i i saw it i i was confused i thought it was like like some police got mixed up with a gang who did that with someone else and like a police officer yeah. died or something or did something wrong. It's like, no, like it was a, the fucking a police officer, yeah. part of the executioners fucking executed some yeah. random. Your mind person. doesn't want to immediately go to the yeah. most extreme thing, but then it's true. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that to sort of like continue on this police avenue that we're on, uh, the guy most recently, uh, a, a right-wing like trump supporter was mm, killed yeah. and it made the news um and we talked about it on the last episode the guy was allegedly you know driving around in his truck and spraying people with pepper spray and stuff and he yeah. was shot and killed and i know that either yesterday or today the guy who was involved in that shooting uh, was actually killed by the police as well yeah. so um yeah and i've seen a lot of really concerning takes because like, on one hand, like, anyone dying is bad, right? Mm, of course, sure. death is just, in general, something we like to avoid. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, but here's the thing. I think that to compare this person's death to the death of, like, for example, the two people that that 17-year-old kid killed uh, just a few days prior, I think to compare their deaths is very, <laughs> not only foolish, but extremely vile and offensive <laughs> to it, me it's, it's actually morally fucked up as hell yeah um, not like and, and it's funny too because uh they'll, they'll use this as like a jumping off point of you know like oh left-wing radicals when like really like uh and I, i'm sure you guys are more than aware of this yeah. the largest terror threat in the west not just the united states but in europe is far right-wing terrorism absolutely like, yeah, yeah. yeah and, 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 and antifa who really isn't necessarily mm. a central organization um, even people who are associated under the label of Antifa, there's been no recorded deaths at all. They've never right. killed anybody. Um, and it's not to say that we should necessarily like, you know, like we should condone everything. I, I think Antifa for the most part is a pretty fucking good force for good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but but it, it's not necessarily to say that, oh, you know, like anything under the Antifa guys is, is good by definition. It's not, but it's just... The idea that left-wing terrorism or uh, violence is a thing is fucking bullshit. And uh, yep. honestly, it's going to get people – it's going to get more people killed. Yeah, Absolutely. this guy, uh, like, he recorded – I'm pretty sure this guy made a video, like, admitting to this crime. And basically, he was, like, giving more context to the situation what happened. He was saying that he was, like, with his friend. And, like, if he didn't act, him and his friend, like, probably would have died like, and gotten stabbed to death. So, right. like, he was, like uh, – you know, he's defending himself. And I, I think yeah. it's weird that, like, how the fuck did this guy die? Like, he died. You know how he died? He was running away from the cops. Yes, yeah, I he heard. Like, all we know so far is what the police's account of the situation yeah. was because there's not any information other than that out right now. Mm. But I, I watched the video that you watched, David, mm. and I noticed that as well. The way that the police described it, they were like, 
uh he exited the vehicle there was gunfire like okay there was gunfire yeah, i don't know some, what that also means was like also he had a weapons like, like yeah like, uh, and it's like and then he's like and then the suspect began to flee and then he was shot and killed and i'm like okay like, well what? that's interesting yeah. It's like, okay, he's running away, so it's like, all right, put him down. He's dangerous. Like, yeah. I wonder if he was, like, scared, like, or, like, uh, like what was going through his mind. Like, right, yeah. Like, he it's probably thought, like, these cops were here to assassinate this dude. You know, I, I don't know if, uh, you know, I was going to bring something up, but I don't know if, if I want to segue, like, mm. too much further. Oh, no, you're but... fine, bro. Like, okay, all right, perfect. I, it, it's funny. When, when we talk about police violence and police killings and, and you know, potential, the mystified left-wing violence that yeah. apparently is really out there. I mean, I'm sure to some degree there might be some of it, but it's, like, statistically speaking, it does not fucking exist. Um, uh I think this is like one of the problems too that like the left is dealing with with the right, and um, this is actually something I was like really interested to discuss uh, with you guys and, mm. and see exactly what you thought. I, I, I assume you probably you might share, especially you, Caleb, if you're if you're familiar with a little bit more theory because there's a little bit of theory jargon involved with it. But um, a, the a new approach that the left has to take because I, I think the. Uh, the typical approach when we're dealing with, you know, we're arguing someone is like, oh, well, police, you know, they're just, you know, police good, left-wing people bad or whatever, is there is no argument from a place of like the quote-unquote marketplace of ideas. Uh, and, and it's right. funny that a lot of people on the left reject the marketplace of ideas, which I, I, I think I think most people uh, do and should because there's no historical evidence for it. But when we approach arguments, the left does approach it from a very enlightenment liberal perspective. Like we really yes. do. Like, uh, and, 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 and in a lot, in a lot of ways, I would like to say that's like a moral good of the left. Like that's, it shows like a, an essence of like honesty in a way, but oh, the yeah. right totally does not do that. Yes. I think in a lot of ways, uh, the right has the upper hand because they do not do that and they understand yes. their audience and politics better. Absolutely. You're they making a, an amazing point right now. Yeah. Because like, yeah. because it's, it's, People like to think that more, I mean, because morally speaking, I think it actually is a good thing, like the way that we uh, engage in these conversations. But like mm. from a practical standpoint, we have to be aware of the consequences of, of forcing ourselves to uh, to interact with one another within this framework when other people are willing not to. And um, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead. And oh, sorry, I apologize. I'm like, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and even like, uh, like. Like more importantly, um, I think like and, and and to this is probably a little bit more theory jargon. We're talking about the marketplace of ideas. Um, the market. I, I just want to like, if if possible, I'll clarify. Marketplace of ideas is ultimately like two people arguing. Um, one one argument, not to get into Hegelian dialectics, but one argument, an anti uh, like the other argument, and then eventually we can go up a, a, a pipeline and figure out the truth between that. Um, and ultimately the prevailing truth or the, the truth, uh, the correct position will prevail. Obviously that's an enlightenment liberal from the 1700s idea. That, uh, and there's no historical evidence for that. Cause like Hitler and shit, but, yeah. um, but we approach arguments from the left with data. Like, you know, if we're talking, I think the, one of the biggest examples is climate change, right? I've, I, this is the biggest, this showcases the biggest difference, uh, uh, between the left and the right is the discussion on climate change. And, um, the left almost always uses statistics data um they they use the traditional structure of enlightenment liberalism in order to convey an argument um but obviously the right doesn't do that so it, it definitely begs the question is like what do you do going further because it's integrated into my psyche to just like uh right. to use traditional analytic philosophy i want to say um hmm. 
and you know not to use any logical fallacies and and so on and so forth but uh it 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 brings up the the potential future i i think that like the left definitely needs to become more postmodern because the right is actually postmodern um and we need right. to beat them at their own game yeah. yeah no i think i think you're making a great point i think you really are and i think like uh our liberal tendencies are really preventing us from overcoming like in the in this so-called marketplace of ideas again like like you said i don't necessarily think there's evidence that this exists and i think like a more materialist view of the world is seemingly more correct but like but but that is to be said like while people respect this idea i think that it's important for us to uh participate and try to try to win so to speak yeah, i don't crazy. know i don't know how else to say um, it and it's and you know it begs the question it's like how do we do that and that's a that it still is actually a question in a lot of ways but I think to to convey to like an audience um, to to contextualize this a little bit, like I, I'd argue, um, and I'm sure you guys would too, that the real postmodernists are right wingers, uh, the people who have surpassed liberalism. Uh, they've taken obviously a, a, an extremely fascist approach. I think uh, I think people who get upset when others call like Trump and Trumpism, or even like a lot of general right wing politics today, like uh, with. Um, uh, fucking Bolsonaro, Modi, like the, the it really is traditional fascist like politics, like it maybe not traditional, yeah. but it's like neo fascism, right? Neo fascist, and, I would say. Yeah, and um, and, and so uh, that obviously is a deviation from kind of enlightenment norms, and so uh, and like Matt McManus, I don't know if you guys know who he is. Um, he's uh, no. a professor. So he's he's a he's a big friend of the Pills Pod. I'm a huge fan of Plastic Pills. Uh. Guys, yeah i saw that him. in your most recent video <laughs> yeah um but he's on the the pills pod he wrote uh, he wrote a couple things about like uh kind of kind of uh not shitting on him but sort of dissecting uh jordan peterson and a lot of the bullshit that he spews and then a lot of the and and kind of articulating how like the right wing is actually the the postmodernist. it's not it's not the left wingers and i think my approach um, for the future with the left actually isn't the traditional Marxist approach. And uh, there's a lot of people who, like, I see I see that you have a, a hammer and sickle flag. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I, it's I, mostly a meme, though, so don't worry. Sure, sure. Okay, all right, perfect. Uh, I, so I have a lot of experience with a lot of traditional Marxist-Leninists. And, and by the way, I, I actually, for reference, I'd probably consider myself and form a Marxist-Leninist. I can explain and uh, get that in the detail. Uh, just not necessarily in content, per se. But from a lot of actual Marxist Leninists, they fucking hate this. They hate this idea that the the future probably isn't, um, it isn't the traditional forms of Marxism. We have to evolve. I think that the left has to take a more postmodern approach, and we need to take a more uh, ideological warfare approach per se. Um, and um, I, I think that requires a lot of adaptation. Um, I think we need new symbolism. I think we need new modes of communication in the sense of how we approach arguments. Uh, I think we need to figure out, get and dissect at the psychology of exactly what that postmodern right wingism is. And we need to, uh, we need to sort of prey on that. Right. So if there is, um, uh, let's say if there is some like uh, racism or like some deep seated bigotry and stuff, we need to sort of find a way to get in between that. And I actually think the way to do that is forms of Marxism with materialism, but, I think we need some newer approaches rather than just, <clears throat> I think like revol state and revolution, Leninism and Maoism and shit. But yeah, no, I totally agree. Mm -hmm. I think that like that 
it, like historically those those works and just those like historical events really like those struggles and those failures i think are things that we should learn from not necessarily emulate emulate sure. um which is kind of why i have this flag because mm-hmm. i think that it opens up this conversation that we're having right now like this exact yeah question of what does this represent because to me it doesn't represent like the ussr right because i don't think that i think that their failure is not only something to be avoided but something that we can build on and learn from and i think that yeah i don't know yeah i don't know yeah like we talked about on the podcast before like the words like socialism and like communist like these are words like that will scare people like the normal person like yes we're like leftists and we understand what these words mean but like the average person are like there's they they think these words are like similar to like calling someone like a nazi like they they yeah they think they're the same thing right yeah a hundred percent and um it's uh so yeah when when you're dealing with that baggage you know obviously they're like the cold war baggage and and yeah. all of that historical context behind it it's it, it like it, it really brings at least it brings the idea up to me that like we i i want to almost disassociate with the idea or the the the, the semantics of socialism mm. sorry and communism i say that i'm a communist because i think in form i think in the long term i really am a communist but if I was to put out a political argument, like if this was going to be a political strategy, I would leave all the terms behind. I'd leave all yeah, the yeah. I'd leave all the symbolism. I'd leave the hammer and sickle behind. I'd leave yep. all of it behind. And I think one good way to look at symbolism, I think there is one good example of symbolism uh, with with post maybe neo Marxism or whatever, uh, and it's DSA. I think DSA. And, oh, and yeah. granted, I'm farther left of DSA in a lot of ways, but DSA has done a phenomenal job and i think and i'm gonna shit on them a little bit i think psl <laughs> you guys know who psl is PSL, yeah i, I no, think psl I is i i think psl like obviously like the ideas and stuff like that that's are, gloria are, are, right or sorry what's that gloria riva who's psl uh P, so PSL party is, for socialism and liberation uh, yeah they're, they're yeah uh, that's uh, the gloria riva she's the head of or like their ticket oh. i think they changed who it was though gotcha yeah i think this i think this the the typical uh psl approach um is is just utter fucking bullshit and it's and it's and it's so and it's so harmful to a lot of like uh and in a lot of ways i'm not going to say completely because i I don't want to say that psl is like a terrible organization but i just think that like this approach that they're taking with the traditional symbolism the language is so fucking harmful in the long term i agree yeah, yeah that I can't I can't tell you like a lot of people and, and I've had conversations with people who are a part of PSL they're like and and but the problem is you get they're like you're a fucking lib in disguise I'm like oh my yes. god I'm like Dude, it's because they don't understand it's because uh, they're so inundated with all this thinking that they don't they can't even connect with normal people anymore who yes. aren't exposed to this 100%. yes I agree with you so much it actually like almost hurts a little bit <laughs> yeah. it's oh, insane yeah. <laughs> I, actually, yeah. I actually get that a lot I've, I've had I've had a lot of fucking struggles because again like I'm a communist so Mm. I, I like in every in every way and form like i really am a communist in most ways but fuck me man i've had so many problems with a lot of like actual communists i almost think that their politics is fucking aesthetic i really do yeah oh, yeah it's actually people, it, people it's so infuriating yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's like they like the 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 the, uh, the fucking uh the roguish like communistic vibes and yeah. fucking like you know they're like oh i'm this the counterculture thing counterculture yeah. fucking thing and i fucking hate it man it really sucks uh because like when you look at it like look at how well dsa has radicalized fucking, like 
thousand yeah, millions, millions of people, yeah, millions in the United of people. Yeah. Like, oh yeah yeah bernie sanders too and, and this is the other thing with people shitting on bernie sanders like obviously like i i, I get that like we don't like bernie sanders uh endorsed <laughs> biden and shit yeah. but it's like yeah. fuck yeah. me how many people has he radicalized he yeah for I mean, real no yeah he kind of radicalized me in a way like in a way mm. i i had a lot of socialistic tendencies before sanders um but like really like he brought so many people into that avenue of, of thought and it's uh and yeah. it's I, I think that we need to fucking run with this and um again i i hate i bosh says some stupid fucking shit I think god he yeah he says some dude uh, yeah it's uh, so funny okay. that you just yeah, bring we, that up because we, we had a uh, whole episode like, we spent yeah, like 25 episode. minutes talking yeah. about some of the dumb shit he says on twitter yeah, and on his videos yeah, he says a lot of, it, it sucks it sucks really <laughs> bad because he makes one really good point vosh had uh what's his name uh on twitter uh oh, and and i i'm sure the dude's cool we we live in the same city he mm. he lives in kansas city uh fly tie mma or socialist mma uh, i think you guys did you guys see that debate between him he's just a big mm, twitter person maybe maybe um and it was really fucking know. bad vosh utterly destroyed him and vosh <laughs> made a lot of really good points though with that it, uh, it, that the socialist mma was like uh, the character uh who was on his debate said like pretty much no like we we can't work with the democratic party bernie sanders bad aoc's bad mm -hmm. and like like and i don't want to i don't want to straw man anything but like that's kind of the ethos of like what he is ultimately conveying and vosh made really good arguments that like okay dude like you have to understand like a lot of normal people like in this twitter sphere that's not real life like at yeah. least in left twitter sphere like it really isn't most people the minute you bring up a hammer and sickle who have socialistic tendencies, the potential to be socialist and work within, um, you, you know, work within a, a potential quote unquote revolution or, yeah. or, or, or new movement. Um, they're scared away from that. And we need to fucking pay attention to that. Yeah. And, and, and it's it, just it, not Americans it, too. Like even people who like, I have a friend from uh, Venezuela, right. And like, oh, you yeah. know, I was talking about like social, like, socialism, like, you know, socialism like, like killed my fucking country and like stuff like that. It's <sighs> like, but yeah, yeah. I, mean, I was like, you know, like I, I want to like say it's like, bro, it's like, you know, I was in socialism. That was a dictator <laughs> just being a fascist. Yeah. Right? You have to be but, a professor uh, of yeah. fucking like <laughs> history <laughs> to yeah. go down the line yeah. of things. Yeah. Can I say something about Venezuela? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, King. Anyone who is actually a little bit uneducated. Uh, I have a really I've gotten uh, I've gotten because I've had to explain this so many times. I've gotten a really good repeat like of, of how to explain what happened in Venezuela. Mm. Go this off. Is, this is a very simplistic view. What happened in Venezuela was capitalism destroyed Venezuela, <laughs> yeah. not socialism. The oil yeah. markets, the larger international market capitalist structure mm. killed Venezuela because the oil markets tanked. And that was their one source of like actual like GDP. And it was actually capitalism that fucking <laughs> yeah. Sounds like socialism to yeah. me. <laughs> and, like, there's, yeah. Yeah, and the fucking yeah. right, bro. There's articles like that say no, uh, this like fucking oil prices didn't actually cool down. So it was this. It's like <laughs> they just lie, bro. They just lie. <laughs> it, 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 we're getting into the postmodern right. They're yep. fucking lying. They're doing yep. it perfectly. Yeah. They're, they're winning. Like it's like yep. I, yeah. So uh, great, great illustration of your point there. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's so yeah, funny. But, uh, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm. What I want to talk about next though is uh, Oregon governor. He calls out the white supremacists and vigilantes while demanding to end, like, uh, you know, the Portland violence. You know, Portland. Yeah. What they've been protesting for like two months, <coughs> three. Yeah. Portland. It's, That's it's been a awesome. while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, um, dude. My 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 cousin my cousin moved to Portland pretty recently. And yeah, she I want to move me. there too. Yeah. I. Fucking Antifa headquarters. I hear yeah. Antifa headquarters are recruiting. So yeah, Soros. Yeah, I'm waiting for my Soros paycheck before I move in, though. 
yeah. if you guys uh if you guys think about moving to oregon uh i i have not visited there yet i've thought about the same mm-hmm. thing before i was like if you guys move there let's do that and let's all get together because i i will i will i've never been to oregon i would like to go but hell yeah um, uh she says that it's dude it, like oregon is the shit and, and or like portland rather um and like I live in Kansas City, I believe Portland's only a little bit bigger than Kansas City, but goddamn, dude, their their fucking activist base is unreal. Yeah, like, it, it's mm. beautiful in, in every uh, single yeah. way. It makes um, me I, feel so inadequate here. It does, like, honestly. It's yeah. like if we could mimic uh, the forms of protest and we could mimic the activism in those cities across every city in the country. Oh my fuck, we could do whatever we wanted. Like, like capitalism yeah. tomorrow. I don't mean that yeah. in a sinister yeah. way. I mean that in the sense that like, if we wanted Medicare for all, we wanted uh, housing for all, we could fucking do it. And it's yep. gonna take us doing it. But um, yeah, we brought yeah. this up uh, in the wake of the the crisis, the housing crisis, the new housing mm-hmm. crisis that's happening right now. People all yeah, getting evicted, you know, 40 to 50% of renters <sighs> in this country are facing possible eviction. You know, like that's 40 to 50 million people right just there. That number alone, mm. you know, that's enough to, like you said, yeah. do whatever we want. <laughs> and yeah. all it takes is the organization. Exactly. And that's really what we're lacking. Um, mm. And this is this is a this is also a, another like interesting thing I've thought. Like your guys is uh, I'm curious about what your guys is uh, electorate politics right now in 2020 looks like. But I, I'll, I'll if you guys don't mind, I'll, I'll mm. share mine. Yeah, go ahead. So yeah, yeah go ahead. Compare and contrast. Um, I actually think and I get beaten over the head. I'm not voting for <laughs> Joe Biden. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I I live in Kansas. Mm-hmm. I'm going to vote for the Green Party. Um, I, I wish I could vote. I wish there was. Uh, this is a. We'll, we'll, we can get to that later too. But I'm not voting for Joe Biden. But I think it is imperative that Joe Biden gets elected. I, I do. Like I, I think in almost every stretch of the imagination, I think another four more years of Trump is. It, it, it's actually I think more uh, dangerous than yeah. what I actually think a lot of people think. And. Um, I, I actually think that Joe Biden should be elected. I mean, I'm not going to fucking canvas for him. I'm not going to fucking volunteer for him. I'm not even yeah. going to fucking vote for him in Kansas because it's going to go to the Republicans anyways. But yep. I do think that I think that in the sphere of things, I, I do right now in 2020 think it is imperative that Joe Biden, we do vote for the lesser of two evils as a country. I hate saying that. <laughs> but more than en- anything, I think I take I think this is a Chomsky approach a little bit that. Uh, it isn't just the lesser of two evils that's killed the country. That's not really it. That's very simplistic. I, I think lesser of two evils sucks really bad, and it sucks that we have a, a two-party system, but it's the lesser of two evils without direct action. It's like electing a, an Obama without fucking doing yes. anything or getting in the streets. It's mm, like, dude, it's, exactly. it's political suicide. It's like, but it's not necessarily the act of voting for Obama or or partaking in, in the two-party system, per se. I, I, uh, but that's sort of the approach that I'm at right now. Yeah. yeah, I'm totally sympathetic to that view. And I think I even agree with it. I think my main concern is that if we have the, you know, neoliberal president in Joe Biden um, and he minimizes the damage that Trump has done. But then also, in addition, we don't maintain this level of organization that we're starting to see drum up in America here. 100%. Um, then it could be bad because we could be facing another four to eight years of Obama, you know, and like. Exactly. And then the, I'm not the excited result, about that. Right. The result. Well, not only that. That sucks bad enough. And then the result potentially. I mean, we could see a Trump that's far worse. That's a hundred percent. Right. Tom true. Cotton. Uh, right. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. Uh, and think about how effective Tom Cotton would be in office compared to Trump too. Like, exactly. Like he could unify yeah. the Republicans in such graceful language, and then absolutely just like extrajudicial, like like jailings, killings. Like you. Like yep. no, I don't think people understand. Yeah. I've been saying it for months. Mm. Tom Cotton, 2024, baby. <laughs> it's I, over. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. 
yeah and that's a very real reality that we have to contend with uh, again i would i would like to say that um again a- any minimizing of what you just said and the potential mm. for another neoliberal president is fucking bullshit that should yep. always be talked about but at the end of the day too that's also just a failure of direct action in a way yes. while while biden is in office because while biden may not necessarily like so while biden i think i think biden thinks this i think that biden actually wants a public option i think a public option's good for better better um, than what we have you, yeah. you mm. fucking get in the streets and 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 washington dc and you fuck shit up and it, i think you could maybe push him to an actual universal system not a single payer really? but a universal system i don't I think- know if i'm i don't know if i'm as sympathetic to that i really don't yeah. like this thought that that Biden can be pushed to the left. I don't think that there's evidence of that. And I think honestly, his, the historical evidence kind of points in the opposite direction. Honestly, just his, 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 uh, his tenure as a Senator. I mean, just the way he voted, the way that he spoke about different, uh, policies and ideas. I just feel like that the thought that he will go to the left is just totally the opposite of what I'd expect. Sure. Uh, and and so I, again, like I actually, I, I I understand that I, I think, but I look at like the presidency, not as like a personalized entity right per se so like obama's rhetorical stance like and and this applies to biden too even his more conservative stance right i think the presidency molds you in a way right so for example if we want to use historical analysis I, I, and that's kind of the approach that I take that like you can actually push people to the left like you I think you actually can like I understand the 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 um the the caution that you're taking you're like man like dude this dude's a fucking segregationist and stuff and yeah the majority of his career like I, I understand that I think though there is a lot of historical evidence though of presidents who are very unsympathetic to a lot of movements who completely like went on the side of them during a huge civil rights movement what's the the biggest president is um um oh fuck why am i forgetting his name uh, Ger- uh, not gerald ford the one before uh after jfk died uh, uh oh god I? history um, test. I don't martin remember. luther king and him uh didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things until the very end of the civil rights movement where he was like all right fuck i'm gonna do you what you're Lyndon gonna do B. johnson lyndon johnson 100 yeah. percent. yeah <laughs> yeah um and i think that like i think examples like that is something that because there is that historical precedent and Lyndon Johnson sucked in a lot of ways beforehand. Since there is that historical precedent, I think that it might be wise to sort of, it might be wrong. I think Mm. it might not actually happen. It might not work, but I think we might, we kind of need to cling on to that because it's kind of all that we have in a lot of ways. Uh, (laughs) I'm open to the idea that that's the best choice to mitigate damage. I'm definitely open to that. We got Marxist Camilla in there. So maybe, maybe Joe Biden passes away. (laughs) gonna fucking destroy the bourgeoisie yeah yeah, yeah i don't know the just i don't know the kamala harris pick even even more <laughs> cemented me into like this thought that god man they really don't want to win like yeah. this is not a serious I mean, thing and, for and, them yeah, yeah that's the candidate they're backing in 2024 yeah oh it is sure. it is uh I, I remember thinking when they when they saw that i think that's actually a more significant pick than what people think because um it's it's just cementing the lack of change that's what they're trying to do they're trying to create their new legacy candidate who is going to be the next you know like obama or they're 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 totally she's going to be like i mean they're going to run her she's going to be the joe biden or the hillary clinton in about 10 years but that then brings like someone who's probably going to be even worse than trump in 20 right dude exactly absolutely and they're they're probably gonna win Mm-hmm. And um, so that's that's the other thing. I, I do I do I do think 
that there is a there is another option to look at here. Um, so uh, your guys' approach, and this was my approach for the longest time, albeit it's I'm still kind of there. I I uh, but I do think that there is another approach that might be wise to look at. Right. So we're looking at that. You know, eight years of neoliberalism under the Democratic Party. It just it it. it it alienates it further alienates right wingers and it very well it, it very well can but i think that's the typical perspective we take a lot with right wingers and it makes centrist complacent but this is what we do i think this is the approach if 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 biden is going to if he is the democratic candidate he mm. is uh, if he is president this is what we do i think we continue to get out in the streets, organize as much as we fucking possibly can and what we show that any potential failings we reach out to centrists and say, guys, like, look, like, again, it, we, we can talk about the efficacy of this. Uh, I don't know how well it will work, but we haven't actually really tried that. We haven't. Because if you look at uh, the Obama era, dude, socialism was like looked at as like a fucking like the, the Overton window has shifted so far left that we weren't having outreach conversations with centrists during the Obama era being like, hey, like, this is the failings of neoliberal capitalism that never existed. Mm -hmm. Or I mean, it yeah. did with like Wall, uh, the, the Occupy Wall Street movement, but not to the extent that like post Bernie Sanders uh, has. So I think that the approach that really might be wise is that we, 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 Biden's president, that is, if he fucking wins, he's losing ground. Um, <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. But That's what scary, we do, too. Yeah. It is scary. But what we do is we're like, look, this is the issue. The system doesn't work. And there is some historical evidence. A lot of historians agree with this that presidents don't, uh, the uh, presidents and a lot of, uh, a lot of, necessarily individuals uh, uh radicalize people it's systems and then it's uh, it's it's periods of time in history that do the radicalizations right so the yeah. bernie sanders kind of brought that to fruition but it wasn't bernie sanders in a sense right so there's a lot of people who have moved farther left and they didn't like bernie sanders they didn't like him right. they're like i oh, he's divisive and shit but they did shift farther left and so i think what we do is we're like look the failings is on the very neoliberal philosophy and the democratic party we need to change this now we need to change this now but we need you the centrist the moderate we need mm. your fucking help we can't rely right. on right-wingers it doesn't fucking work they're lost they're a lost cause yeah. fuck them like fuck them under any definition them, and yep. yeah and so i think that's i think that is an approach that i think we need to take more seriously i know uh, among leftist circles it's kind of hard to to grab onto that and i fucking sympathize because it took me a while to sort of like acknowledge that like that's a potential solution that we haven't tried yeah, I think you're actually making a great point, and the the uh, Occupy Wall Street movement is a great uh, way to illustrate that because, like, even even to this day, like the Occupy Wall Street movement is kind of like a badge of honor among leftists. Like, I was a leftist before even that happened. It's like, yeah, because that was a big moment for a lot of people when they kind of woke up to the to the bullshit, you know. And uh, like to this like today, that seems almost tame compared to you know the conversations that we're having yeah. now. So I think you're making a great point. A hundred percent. I, and I think that it, the, the further we can move the Overton window left within the Democratic Party, that is our that is our only potential salvation. It might not be our salvation, but it is the only potential that I it's the it's the largest potential that I think we have, um, honestly. Yeah, I think it's the most realistic, even though it's not I I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I no, think it I don't is. Either. It, it sucks realistic. ass. Oh. It, it's yeah. fucking terrible. But, you know, what else are you going to do other than, you know, violent revolution? Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, What's next? Another... Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say, <laughs> is, I was going to say, it's like, there is another solution too, uh, but I think it's a, it's a option. Non, uh, 
Yeah, I think so. There's, there's, um, okay. So, uh, it isn't an either or situation. I mm. think it is kind of a false dichotomy, but this is another solution that, um, that I think that we need to also take seriously as well. Uh, um, is that I think what we might really seriously need to do and what has shown me that this might be possible is we need to dissolve groups like PSL, the Green Party of America, and we need to create this new. Uh, movements for a people party i think offers a huge amount of potential dissolve mm. those parties organize with a people's party merge them together and uh and then you actually start scaring democrats it doesn't mean you necessarily have to leave the democratic party right mm. but what you what you do by creating an actual viable third party with a people's have you guys heard about the, the movements party i'm sure you guys have heard about them they just had their convention recently i, well, I haven't, haven't heard of them. no oh you haven't okay no. so uh, yeah, so like a mo- there's been a it's called a movement for a people's party. Uh, mm. They had Marianne Williamson. They had uh, oh uh, no, I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. they had Cornell West talk, and the, I yeah. think in 2021 they will form a party. But in order for them to form a halfway successful party, the Green Party is going to have to step down. And I think right. I think their 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 messaging's better because the Green Party appears as a one party issue. I think this is their issue across like internationally. Like I, I think parties that are like the Green Party or like mm. one. That they have the one single aesthetic issue. It fucking sucks, and, yeah. I, and I wish I, 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 I'm voting green, uh, yeah. and I like. Yeah. I think the Green Party is the best party in the United States right now. But um, it, 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 I think it needs to go. I think what we can do is we can kind of mimic with the People's Party, like the NDP in Canada. I think that might be okay. Uh, but hang on, wait. As a poli sci major, though, the efficacy of this plan, I'm I'm skeptical. Like okay the third part the plan for a third party i i just i've never seen the efficacy for this this as a plan to overtake the, the oh. you know electoral politics in the country um no 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 i don't think no no sorry i, I could have probably elaborated on that no like if you're going to beat the democratic party and become the prevailing electoral like like uh force no fuck no um i yeah I, right. I, uh no, no no like i'm very skeptical of electoral politics for the most part i think direct action is the most important thing we can do i'm just saying in the electoral sphere of like what we were talking about with joe biden and stuff like that right. mm. there is that there's that working within the dnc to move that overton window left but also a people's party emerging a a unified left party um also does that for us too right it moves the democratic party oh. left because yeah because third so you're talking party, ideologically rather than uh like a, a little bit yeah party. i mean obviously like but in order to move ideologically you got to have an electoral force of of sorts right. Um, and so I think that like, if, if we can, if we can do that, I think that's great because there is no unified left party at all. Like the, obviously, right. like yeah. we know the democratic party is, is a, a center right party. And, um, if that, so I, I think that's a, I think that's an interesting approach. I just thought it was worth mentioning. It's not anything that I'm like fucking oh, yeah. emotionally attached to. I think to. that with all these things you're saying, like the most scary thing is just the fact that it might not work. <laughs> no yeah. matter what we do uh, yeah, and like republicans winning even more right and you throw climate change into the mix and suddenly there's a time limit on everything so, <laughs> you so, know uh, and maybe you guys have talked about this on another podcast i'll shut the fuck up what do you guys what do you guys think uh, uh specifically what do you guys think if there is because i know there is a very nihilistic approach to this because people we're all beaten down to mm. death and yeah. stuff uh, so what if there is a potential solution what do you guys see go ahead david oh i'm in uh, like, obviously, like, I'd rather have Biden than Trump currently, but, like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, the t- potential solution is, like, I guess, like, trying to push, the, yeah, the Dems, like, more to the left, but, uh, you know, how successful we're going to be in that, you know, is yet to be, you know, yet to be seen, but we'll, we'll see if Biden wins, but, you know, 
Yeah. Those poll numbers looking scary. <laughs> looking yeah, scary. yeah. Like 2016 again, to be honest with you. Definitely. Is yeah. there, I think is there honestly any... we agree. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I was going to I was just going to say I think I think we agree for the most part, you know, like I I would say like in a perfect world I would I would not agree with anything you're saying, but the truth is like we don't have a lot of options. And I think that like our our ability to use direct action to get what we want right now is severely limited. And so I think that we have to just like like you said latch on to what we can and make changes where we can. And I think like I just have to I think that we all have to be honest with ourselves and admit that it's not necessarily going to work. And I think like as long as people can all agree like we're going to do this knowing that this is not the ultimate goal. This is just the first step. My biggest concern is that is the Obama scenario where you know much like when Obama won the presidency people get lazy. They lose their motivation. They they think, yeah. "Oh, we won. You know, this is mm -hmm. a short-term thing and we won." And now we can just sit back and Obama's not going to do anything bad. So we can mm. just relax for a Except while. For, and I'm know, worried about that. Strikes, you know, don't worry about it. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kill I'm worried about that. Concentration yeah. camps to the border. Eh, eh, yeah. But we but like you said, we have to be honest too about the fact that the the Overton window has shifted. I mean, it's just yeah. there's a new political reality in this country. And so so people who say simplistically, like, oh, we've tried this in the past, they're they're being dishonest. Like this is a different scenario. This is a different environment. Mm. People are more willing to accept leftist ideas than they used to in the past. And I think so, you know, maybe electorally it's not impossible to have some small victories. So, you know, I think for the most part, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I think uh and maybe even more specifically, I don't actually view I'm not a um it's hard. It's hard to avoid this, but I'm I'm not a big fan of binaries. I, I don't necessarily yeah. view i i see electoral politics affecting direct action and vice versa um so i i think i think that obviously there is a separation between the two and we should uh conceptually look at it like that but um i i think it's something that um i think from the left it can be very easy to sort of get into is like fuck electoral politics and i mean a lot of people do that they just i well i'm just not gonna vote i mean not a lot of people on the left but there are some who like, yeah. i'm just not mm. gonna vote it's like i think partaking in electoral politics and direct action is important not equally important i think direct mm. action is far more important, far more important. yeah yes yeah totally agree yeah. yeah and i think like this new kind of hip thing among leftists to like oh i'm not going to participate in electoral politics it's like you're kind of just losing at their game you know like that's what they want you yeah. to do exactly yeah and i think like, like it's true trying. that we don't have many good choices but that doesn't mean you just fold <laughs> like yeah, you know like there's no like, reason if you fold your hand you know the dem's like all right so clearly we we shouldn't cater to the left we should cater yes. more to the right Exactly. hundred percent. The there needs the right to be vote. stakes for them, or they have yeah. no reason to to actually concede to our our wants and needs. Mm. Hell yeah. Hundred yeah, percent. But talking about that, yeah, Trump, you know, he's encouraging, even encouraging U.S. citizens to illegally vote twice because you know there's this <laughs> whole like mail-in, uh, you know, ballot things like they're gonna do it, so we gotta do it too. Like literally yeah. telling Dude. people to commit felony fucking crimes in some states. That's fine. Do it. Yeah. Vote twice, motherfuckers. Yeah, Dude, ahead. I yeah. vote at least 10 times a day. It's one yeah. of my favorite things to do, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah for real. Just after yeah. I'm done yeah. watching Netflix, you know, go ahead and vote another three times. For, uh, yeah, all my dead time. relatives, they're all voting. Yeah. It's yeah. all good. Yeah. How, how do you guys think about uh, – I, it's always a question in, our, in, in my head. What do you guys think about like, – because I, I, it's always – you know, it comes up. What do you guys think about when 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 do you guys this might be an interesting question um when do you guys think when's the level where's the line where we leave the country if shit gets bad enough 
we've talked about this so much <laughs> outside of the podcast like yeah, i mean this is a regular conversation I mean, you can say now fucking like it's yeah. a good time to leave the country but like uh, i don't know i got a lot of family here like i got, yeah. I got no family I mean, anywhere else it's like you, you know, how are you gonna leave the fucking country if you got no money you don't speak any other languages right david just like a little bit of spanish i understand right? spanish but i can't speak yeah yeah, I, so. I barely speak Japanese, but it's not like Japan is much better. I mean, it's basically America light. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, we have talked about this a lot. Do you think it's immoral to like flee a capitalist like hell world because you don't want to be here anymore? Or do you have an obligation to stay? Um, I actually, I, so I, I think, I mean, I haven't thought a lot about that, but mm. my hunch tells me no it's i don't think it's necessarily immoral because think about what you're asking of of someone you know um that's that's a lot to ask uh granted i think that there is a a moral good of doing that right it is the right the, the the more moral thing to do but um i think that staying if you can give yourself a sense of responsibility staying as long as you can is the thing i i think i i t- we talk i talk a lot of game me and my girlfriend um mm. and my younger brother we all live together we talk a lot of game of like, God damn, man, like at any moment, like, fuck, we got to like, we got to think about like, we got to have an exit strategy. And now if Trump right. is elected, we really have to have an extra strategy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Real, like, <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, like, you know, I, yeah. uh, I'm yeah. scared of getting fucking like hunted down. It's like, all right, we know this yeah. guy's a fucking commie. Let's, we, we got his address. Let's fucking, yeah. you know, plant exactly. a gun. A hundred percent. And yeah. I want to illustrate this further for some people who are, um, you guys live in the South too. So this yeah. is more evident. And so I want to illustrate this for to any person kind of thinking that like, I think most people who view, uh, view your guys' podcast will be mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, I totally understand why you'd want to leave. But to, like, to right. truly illustrate how insanely violent it could get whenever Trump wins again, in my high school, I graduated in 2016, I'm 23. And, uh, I, my first year of college was the 2016 election. And my high school, right after I left, there was a, a this poor girl um, was a foreign exchange student from the Middle East, I believe, somewhere. And she wore a hijab to school. And I lived in rural-ish Missouri, um, the high school's Fort Osage High School. Um, if for some weird reason this podcast blows up and some person mm. from Fort Osage High School is like listening to this, the high school fucking sucks. <laughs> Leave that area after you graduate. Yeah, Get the bro. fuck out of your independence. <laughs> um, but uh, it, they, they took her hijab after Trump won took it off, smashed it on the ground and yelled at her to to leave the country. And she cried. She of course cried and then left the school and had to go transfer to another school. And so that's just like, Uh Oh, is he leaving? Just disconnected. But, uh, yeah, she'll be back. Yeah. There we go. That computer just decided to turn off. Uh Oh, that, that, I think that, that, that the essence of like taking the hijab off, throwing it on the ground, that is a modicum. That is a small little piece of what could happen. If Trump wins again, I, I think people like really are overly optimistic about how uh, how fucked we are right now. And I, I have no doubt that uh, that people that left wing people uh, either from a political system will be jailed or from like yeah. right wing militias who are acting on a partisan yeah, uh, like hunch of yeah, the government will start fucking killing people. Like, I, yeah, I people it. don't think that that's real. People don't yeah. think that what you're saying is a realistic thing that will happen. But that. It's going to come out of nowhere. Like, it's going to be sudden, and people like us are, you know, mm. they're going to face serious consequences. Yeah, You're and totally like, right. I, yeah. I see a lot more uh, leftist people arming themselves. You know, these people, they already got, yeah. the, they already got the guns. Yeah, yeah I, I'm yeah. armed. Yeah. So yeah. it's, uh, and it's a I sad think, reality. Yeah, I, I, 
you know, and, and then this this brings us into gun policy, which yeah. I'm I'm very much I have a very interesting take on gun policy, kind of, kind of, not really. But okay, like, I don't want to taint yours, so you yeah. share yours first, and then we'll and we'll share. <laughs> so, well, so I do I do have a Ruger uh, I have a Ruger 10.22. It's a little semi-automatic, like little. It's pretty small. It's a 22 caliber gun, but like I think most left wingers are more armed than what people think, and I think it's the sort of uh, psychological right wing macho man tendency to to they're it's it makes sense that they're the ones that brandish their weapons uh, mm. a lot of left wingers aren't exactly. going to do that but uh yeah i mean i'll be honest like in, in the larger scale i'm not going to say that left-wing people are going to want to fucking kill people but like if you go to like if you try to fucking kill people if you try to kill me uh i mean you might kill me fuck i don't know i would suck but like mm, yeah. but, like people <laughs> yeah. like they're armed and it's like going to result in a lot of violence but i think in a lot of ways um to get into theory or psychoanalysis mm. i think a lot of right-wingers they have that death drive right yeah, into their yeah, fucking they, they're absolutely fucking kill. i mean we already they are they have been like this guy you know come from a whole fucking different state this guy came yeah. there with the intent to kill he was looking yes. to kill yes. someone 100%, like, yeah. like and and the worst part is is that you know he might get like less than a year and like a yeah fine. Uh, right like personal fucking self-defense yeah. you know involuntary bullshit. manslaughter i i am a little bit I think as time goes on with how insanely uh, turbulent this this world, this U U.S. world that we are living mm -hmm. in, I am getting more and more closer to like, get armed, get 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 oh, a yeah, fucking sure. gun. But, yeah. but uh, if, if this is three years ago, I would uh, three or four years ago, I'd be like, no, don't. Uh, in in a sense, but I could explain kind yeah. of why. Um, because when you look at like. <sighs> I'm trying to see how far I want to take this. Essentially, I'll give a footnotes uh, version of this. And um, I, I hold the position in, in, in a vacuum. <laughs> we don't live in a vacuum, but in a vacuum, less guns per capita, the better, because there's oh, yeah. statistics on that. The less yeah. guns you have per capita, less people die uh, due to gun violence. And I think that's definitely something we should take seriously. Um, but not living in a vacuum, living in the turbulent times we're living in where people are, you know, you're dealing with an extremely far right country. Um, it might really be wise to at least like that gun having being armed and, and actually kind of being a little bit more open about it might actually deter future violence. So, yes, mm. I 100 percent agree. And I think your point about how three years ago you'd have been like, no, don't. That was me yeah. as well. Like yeah, I was yeah, very sure. anti gun, like the whole liberal like gun control thing. I was very much in that camp. And, you know, and I think still to this day, I agree, like in, in my perfect society, like guns would be right. rare because I don't think that they're necessary unless you're defending yourself. But the truth I, and the reality of the situation is we need to defend ourselves yeah. now. I even think in like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I even think in like a social democracy scenario, like even in Scandinavia, like I, I actually think it's good that the restrictions that they have uh, again, right. like there is a point about the liberal argument about it. And it's I don't even want to call it a liberal argument because it's really. Like, it's just when you're looking at policy, you do want to follow some guidelines of data. And yes. the, the data truly takes you to a position of, well, we just kind of really need to get guns out of people's hands for the yes. most part. But obviously, the world is so much more sticky. It's so much more nuanced that uh, when, when you're approaching the question of uh, having a left, having an entire armed country, I think right now, uh, yes. And, and honestly, we never even talked about minority groups being armed. Minority groups, yes. A hundred percent do it now. Double important. Yeah. Double yeah, I mean, important. Like, yeah. They're being hunted, you know, fucking ICE. Like, uh, ICE recently, they, like, arrested 10,000 people. Like, uh, even if they, like, didn't have, like, <sighs> never committed a crime. Like, if you were, like, if you didn't have, you know, like, if you were illegal, like, they were fucking, they were getting you. And I think it's the most yeah. fucked thing, dude. Because, like, especially with fucking corona happening, like, like, you know, it, it prison rates, like, 
I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you're I, I see on the agenda. Die. Yeah, like. Right. Yeah, you were. If you're an inmate. Yeah. You're twice likely to fucking die, like for uh, from Corona. So it's right, like, and I I know when it. Corona first started, David. Like mm. speaking of inmates, I know we talked on on pod about a video from a, a guy with a contraband cell phone who was recording his inmate like dying of COVID, mm-hmm. and they oh, didn't have any fuck. PPE or anything, and. The guy's basically saying, like, I'm going to get in big trouble for this, but they're leaving us to die. I have no choice. So he posted it online and oh, it blew up. I want to fucking cry, dude. Yes, it does. And that was months ago. I have no dude, idea what happened. I, I don't think guy. we actually contend. Like, like, I don't think like like hearing stories like that. It, it's so easy. It, and, you know, getting into the, you know, getting into critical theory with uh, uh, Marcuse and Adorno. Uh, obviously, they make it so clear that how easy we can become distracted by such fucking horrible things that are going on right but like dude it's so fucking real like the prison system in this country we are going to look back in a hundred years we're going to be like what the yeah fuck? like what the yeah. fuck like for-profit <laughs> prisons what the fuck were we thinking a factory of human yeah. fucking misery and Slave slavery labor. yeah fuck it's mind-blowing it, it's it's yeah. absolutely fucking insane um and you know I, I think like what you guys are doing i think this is actually like really good mm. I, I would like to say that we're doing a really good job of kind of trying to like come from a a, a, a a pluralistic multi-faceted approach to mm. all of this that like especially like because i think it's some of like the, the the main focus of your podcast is sort of to convey leftist politics maybe from like a, a southern perspective like maybe from a position of uh like being in the middle of very right-wing territory mm. you right know? i i think i think that that's pretty cool i think that's what kind of drawn drew me to you guys was that um, I actually think there is no more. I think that the most important activism in this country often exists in the South. And I think that's where you yes. get into characters like Charlotte fucking Clymer, mm-hmm. who are like sips tea, Georgia <laughs> people fucking dying of COVID. It's yeah. like, it's horrible. And it's like, it, it truly like, I, I think having this approach to like really showing the, the sheer anti-humanity that exists in the United States yeah. Uh, and especially like having the perspective of you guys on, on this podcast and taking it, you like, we're from the fucking South. We're in the fucking middle of it. It's so important. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, that's why we started it. Honestly, yeah. like, you know, we want David and I have been friends for years. Yeah, but... We want to like, you know, like, you know, we, I definitely was fucking like either like a centrist like years ago, but like I've become fucking very radicalized and like, yeah, you know, like Bernie Sanders, like really fucking like, you know, like I was one of the fucking people Bernie Sanders like help radicalize. Now I'm mean, like even more radical than he is, you know? yeah yeah more on the left yeah all of us we all have our own like little personal discord and we all went through this uh this bernie phase where we we slowly you know we reached his amount of leftness and then rocketed right past Mm. and you know we were standing bernie and then he lost and then we had to go through that phase of denial where we're like no it was definitely a doomer doomer bernie yeah uh, Um, a couple months ago i i i think one of the more um um I think there's actually like a level of like not like real trauma that people exist, but like a level of like political trauma that kind of has, you know, manifested throughout the left because of like what's happened with Bernie Sanders. I can't mm. like even yeah. this 2020. I mean, the beginning of the primary, you're like, dude, he's going to do this. Like, I took out max student loans one semester. Cable, <laughs> <laughs> like Cable was talking about that. He's like, bro, I'm about to pull out like ten dude, grand because <laughs> Bernie's like, about to wipe I, that shit. I fucking yeah. did, and then like, and then, you come, and then, and then, fucking Barack Obama makes a call. Pete Buttigieg and fucking Amy Klobuchar drop out, and then, but that's like, that's bro. terrible, man, because yeah, it's like, it just shows that like democracy is the ultimate fucking facade. And you like, we were talking mm. about Zizek. Zizek gives like 
the per I think Zizek is very skeptical about democracy. I like we should I think Zizek's position I, again, you get to like the, the typical sort of uh, I know some people really hate this term, but I kind of like the tanky approach or like fuck democracy, yeah. like it, it fuck it fucking bullshit. Like we should still try to strive for democracy, but like right. Zizek sort of says that like man it's kind of it's kind of like democracy is a little bit of an illusion because even yeah. among mm. democratic systems it's not really democracy and it fades away and then even with like systems that should be democratic under marxist because the marxists traditionally are the most democratic out of any any uh political mm. institution but Correct. um it doesn't necessarily uh end up that way and, and i think that that really that idea of um i want to say like you know we're talking about zizek the lacanian real this coming up, coming up and just show and just like obliterating our entire symbolic order, how we view the world. Like, oh man, Bernie Sanders, where I donated 300 bucks in which I did um, uh, around $300. <laughs> it's like, and then, and then it, it obliterates my entire uh, uh, political existence. Mm, and it, yeah. it's fucking hard, man. It sucks. God, yeah. yeah. God, we were, yeah. Our podcast like started a little before like the November shit, right? Like we were like, you know, we would talk about that shit and we were like so hyped for Bernie. And, but like we were yeah. always talking about in these debates, like they like, they were targeting bernie like you know it's like it was bernie and biden obviously like the we're just gonna be the yeah. two front runners and like all these centrists like god damn like but bernie you know he was like so passive sometimes too yeah he yeah. was so annoying it's like bernie come on go <laughs> i think i think uh at the end of the day um i think t bernie's 2020 campaign um was I, I think it was kind of it wasn't ran the best i i actually a lot of people are like man it's total fucking bullshit they did a terrible job i don't think it was really that bad i think though there was plenty of things that they really should have yeah. done differently i think they should have hammered some stuff in a little bit easier i think if bernie stopped calling joe biden his fucking friend that would yes. have helped a little yeah. bit um, yes I, like I think, it's like bernie uh, knew that he was gonna drop out like yeah like he was I, I, he felt like he conceded way too early yeah and i under and if that is the case that may have actually been the fucking case man it i, mean, I never been, actually dude. thought about it i never really thought about it that way uh bernie knowing that he would drop out halfway through may have been totally fucking real uh obviously if leftists i think that's probably what some people have have taken on i still think bernie sanders is is an indefinite net positive in every oh, yeah, fucking for sure way. like he's totally. radicalized so yeah. many people like he's only done good but like yeah and we like better. to shit talk about him on this podcast yeah. all the time because like <laughs> like i said he broke our really. he broke our hearts broke i mean hearts, this is yeah. just a fact but yeah, but to the it. leftists on Twitter who like to shit post about how he's like a net negative and he's just a monster to the left. I mean, mm. That's obviously bullshit. He brought oh, yeah. he, he radicalized so many people. He's done more than most of us will do in our life to further the leftist movement. And mm. I, that should definitely be acknowledged. A hundred percent. I think we're going to look back in 50 years to well, I think a lot of people realize this. We'll look back in 50 years and, and, and look at the, the the two primary losses of Bernie Sanders as being one of the largest political tragedies in the country for sure. For sure, yeah. yeah. The devil says in the chat, study the Spanish Civil War. It's a blueprint on what could happen here. Oh, yeah. Oh, buddy. Oh, man. <laughs> Spanish Civil War. Yeah. We don't want to deal with that, okay? That, Dude, that's a, people on the right yeah. love talking about the Civil War. They're like, the Civil War is coming. Like, it, it's encroaching it's upon us. People like Tim Pool, who, like, claim oh. they're liberal, but are actually fucking uh, alt-right. You know, they're all, they're far on the right. I, uh, I would argue Tim right. Pool speaking of tim pool uh tim pool for the longest time i'd actually say he was the perfect encapsulation of a liberal up until like six months ago and he turned straight fucking fascist like hey, completely I mean, yeah it's, it's the grift bro the it's you the can, grift. yes exactly it makes money <laughs> yeah yep. yeah david like because you know we've been working on this podcast for a while we've mm. we've had conversations late at night like what what if we just what broke we just, bad man like what if we just what if we became just a tucker carlson or 
you know, something like that. It's so much easier. You know, the Ben Shapiro's mm-hmm. of the world. Posse. You can just lie. You can just make shit just up. Like, you don't have to lie. try. Yeah. And, and like, you have a built-in yeah. audience of fucking people yeah. that just love it. They yeah, love it. A hundred percent. I I have a uh, I have a, a stepsister that is uh so so uh, she's a big giant trump supporter uh, so rip. absolutely enamored like you said that there is always a willing audience because it's a, it's an entertainment thing it's not yeah. it's not an actual like uh practice of 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 uh moral doing or or anything with politics it's not that at all it's entertainment and it's a it's a feel-good endeavor and there will always be a right-wing audience because it validates their entire status quo existence uh exactly. in the world around them yeah mm-hmm. right yeah the devil says temple is a tool Retweet yes. on that one, brother. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fucking Tim. Tim Pool yes. really is actually one of the most egregious characters, Tim I think, Fool. on the internet. If if not the most. Like, I think that's why I, I spoke about like the, the conversation was moving past Tim Pool, and I apologize mm. if I totally uh, you're fine. Brought, no, it's good. But but good. Tim Pool really is the most vile human, I think, on arguably on the internet. Like I really yeah. cannot fucking stand <laughs> him. I at mean all. it's dangerous because like his it's not like his videos don't get fucking views. They get like half a million views and like they're forty right. fucking minutes long of him just reading an article and looking at Twitter and like just reading. Like 100%, it's, it's like yeah. forty minutes of him reading. And and you know what I I also notice about like a, a lot of like <clears throat> like a lot of like right wingers or, or people who uh, I think the the people who are best at appearing as if they know what they're sort of talking about are actually the worst. They actually yeah. are the most dumb. So like I I think I, I think about that as like like Jordan Peterson being another one where like his debate yeah. with Slavo Zizek was so oh my god I couldn't imagine I love that. a more apparent just like showcasing of how actually uneducated he was on yeah. virtually everything theory related. And I think Tim Pool does the same thing. Like, but Tim Pool will like debate. He will debate like sort of leftist, but like like David Pakman. David Pakman was so fucking nice to him, dude. I would like. I, I mean, I, I I think it's a little corny to say, oh, I would fucking do this. But like, <laughs> really, like, I like I don't know how people don't fucking rip into him and just dis- like fucking. I would destroy like, you in the marketplace yeah, of yeah, ideas, yeah. you fool. Dude, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God damn, I don't know how people are so nice to people like that. Yeah. I, I get some. I, I get some people who there might. There, there might be reason to believe that they're actually more uh, receptive. Uh, like I would, I would say there's some right wingers or, or, or uh, center right uh, figures that, yeah, absolutely have have that conversation and debate. But uh, not with Tim Pool. It's it's so fucking right. clear that like he doesn't care. When about. they're grifters, you're not gonna change their mind. You're you should be preaching to the audience. Like you don't need to show uh, them respect. Yeah, right. It's yeah. so easy to like like find like debate these like when it's actually in a debate format and it's not like these like you let the fucking this far right person just like go on for like ten minutes straight because they'll just say ten minutes of fucking lies and you're like all right hold up we got to go back to the first thing you said because that was a fucking lie and then it's like. What in an actual like debate format when it's like you, okay you have two minutes to speak and then the person can rebuttal right like you can see right. that these people get fucked on every single time yeah they get flustered it's hard when you actually have to answer to your mm. bullshit you know it is it, it, it's um and I and I think that's a, there is there is an essence that that brings us up to a uh, another sort of like weird dichotomy and debate is that. Um, is it is it better to platform right wing? I, I actually think like heavy right wingers don't you mm. dare fucking platform them. Yeah, but right. there is also something a little bit like there are probably modicums. There's smaller subsets of people within their audience that are probably receptive to them being completely fucking mm. obliterated in, in a debate. Yeah. So yeah. that is that's actually an interesting question I always have. It's like God, yeah. Do you, do you fucking platform these people or or do you just like? Obl- I, I'm actually inclined to say probably not because I think the majority, like we were talking about the postmodern right, they don't mm. give a fuck about facts or logic. Yes. Like yeah. the Ben Shapiro fucking crowd would like to claim that they they believe. 
but uh i do i i, I do see the utility and just absolutely making them look like fucking idiots yeah and right yeah, yeah this is a common conversation mind. we have yeah, yeah you're not gonna change right, their exactly. mind, but maybe you can change the mind of the audience who are yeah. like still yeah. forming ideas you know we, we have this conversation a lot about Joe Rogan because, like, mm. our biggest problem with him is not actually him or his content. It's the fact that he platforms people that we disagree with and then doesn't yeah. adequately attack yes. their position. Yes. Right? Yes. He allows them to, to have an open mic basically to spew some bullshit that's just mm. blatantly false or ideologically repugnant and then doesn't respond to it in a way that I think is fair or adequate. And I think that's yeah. my main problem with him. 100%. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's difficult to platform right wingers because you yourself need to have a breadth of knowledge in, in order to uh, uh to address their points mm. or else you're going to look like an idiot yeah, and then people in their audience are so going to like, Right, know, exactly. Like you have to be okay, yeah. like you have to refute the, like sometimes like what they're saying is like statistically true, you know, they lie with the stats yeah. percentages like you got to like get them on that shit. Yeah. yeah, they they use stats mm. and then they they muck up the context of the stats in order to mm. use it for their own it, uh, you know ideological gain. Someone who does that is is Ben Shapiro better than anybody, oh, yeah. uh, and that's yes. that's also He's that's an another expert thing about this plat platform. Oh, I mean, you could you could easily like decipher it and completely fucking obliterate mm. Ben Shapiro, but what he does do on his show without any you know background knowledge is. Like my brother, my my little brother, uh, my little brother is actually uh, pretty like he watches debates far more than me. Mm. Um, but he was watching a debate with, uh, or he was watching a video of Ben Shapiro talking about a um, a racial bias study. So, did you guys hear about the the study where um, they would they gave like these companies? It was a it was a it was a social study. Uh, they gave these companies like 80, 80 um, applications, and they had like traditional African American names. Mm. And right. They, and and they they noticed that the the first study is that there was like a forty percent decrease in their ability to get called back. Uh, and then right, if their name was like Jamal rather than John. Exactly, exactly. Right. And then there was yes. a second study that came out, all right? And then Ben Shapiro was like, guys, a new study fucking came out, and it showed that there is actually no racial bias to anything. But in the study, because the study concluded that, like, no, there's marginal, like, differences, but baked into the study, dude, the the, the name difference was not even any different. They gave, like, African-American names like John thomas like like all these names and so <laughs> purposefully like misconstruing an entire yeah. study that is so unscientific and yeah. and and trying to target racial bias but but like right wingers will eat that shit up they like love that shit. yeah dude my dad knew that shit like before i was born that's why like my name is david and like not uh, like a traditional <sighs> hispanic name because he knew oh, like wow. if you have a white name like a christian name like you're, wow. you're probably gonna do better on applications right my dad like I fucking knew that, that shit. That's I didn't even know that about you. Yeah, us two white dudes. That's insane, but that makes perfect sense. That's yeah. sad. That's actually yeah. insane. Yeah. Yeah, we had this conversation uh, the other day. I think we were asked. I was asking like, if you could choose like a name for your kid, like you would obviously choose one that was like white, right? Yeah. Like yeah. to say yeah. that you wouldn't like, is kind of a is lie. James. My sister <laughs> name yeah. is Jennifer. Like uh, yeah, brother name is Frankie. It's like. Yeah. That that is a a uh that has got to be a central focus to like baby naming for Oh yeah, uh, no it is for, for sure. people that are I, I never total I told that is like the first time I thought about that. That mm. there is probably an active like uh effort into just like naming their children white like yeah. Yeah. White yeah. Names, yeah. Holy crap. yeah. Yeah. But I think this brings us like uh what we're talking about like you know bright wings and like you know the the person debating them like going easy on them like you know Chris Wallace there was that interview where he absolutely fucked Trump right live on tv and yeah. like it was surprising. absolutely fucked meaning that he just 
actually asked him yeah, questions. Yeah, actually, that like, sorry, yeah, like, actually, yeah. yeah uh, uh, <laughs> it was going after points he said, going after shit when he fucking lied. He's like, look at this chart right here, actually. Like, <laughs> like it was, it was like, it was good to watch because it was a breath of fresh air because, like, no one, like, has gone hard on Trump, but finally. And then Trump's yeah, like, yeah. you know, Fox News, you know, I'm starting to hate Fox News. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it was funny. And, 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 and uh, to a lot of people, like, who, who listen to that, their inclination is like, fuck that is like the, like the, because it's so true right mm -hmm. we don't we do not we do not push we do not push authority at all mm -hmm. like in almost any virtual sense in a career uh position educational position uh any position we do not actually like uh target status quo ideas and it's so evidence with uh, evident with how the the media treats presidents uh people in congress and stuff like that and it just shows you how uh, how actually authoritarian this fucking country is like and mm. it's and like we're getting into the Theod uh, theodore adorno horkheimer uh uh herbert marcuse idea that like actually the united states is more authoritarian than the ussr more authoritarian than china mm. by way of just the psychological conditioning of how we view authority yes and, and, and i mean and we think about these other countries these eastern countries as like super authoritarian and they were in a lot of respects but they were more upfront about their authoritarianism yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly we like and to so, you know hush hush about it exactly yeah. but in the united states it is the perfect <clears throat> and i mean utterly perfect capitalism is perfect in this regard in brainwashing and adapting to just oh my God, everything yeah. like like the the marcusean concept of uh, repressive desublimation i don't know if you guys have heard about that is is uh, is utterly perfect it's one of the greatest concepts ever and, and that and to anyone who doesn't know what that is it's it's ultimately that the essence of this idea is that capitalism isn't this rigorous uh hardcore structure that just fucking beats people over the fucking head if they don't step out of line no it's it's capitalism is so good at adapting to social progress uh and 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 and, and uh embedding embedding uh good consciousness uh and everything into the commodity itself so for example you go to a like i had i worked seasonally at target uh mm -hmm. like two years ago same and, um, yeah i did that and the orientation was like we support lgbtq plus communities you can wear tattoos do all of these things mm -hmm. but don't you fucking dare try to unionize or ask for a right or, or we'll or like shut down yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's it's uh the idea that capitalism is so able and ready to adapt at any moment is, is it just shows how authoritarian it is. Mm. Not necessarily on purpose, but just by proxy of its very existence. Yeah, and yes. it's uh, it's such a like uh, people like when you talk about like capitalism and like why capitalism bad, like you have to fucking break it down for them and like you you really have to like okay, let me cuz it's so ingrained into our society. Like people can't uh, imagine a world without it. And it's crazy. hundred yeah. uh, percent. And you're, what you mentioned about like uh, uh, people like kind of pushing this morality, this worth onto the object itself. Like that's the basis of like the fetishization of mm -hmm. commodities, right? Like, yeah, like that is exactly what what you're talking about. Like th yeah. this is everything. It's all connected. It's so interesting. A hundred percent that we can't view outside. We can't view reality outside of the commodity form. And that's yes. the thesis of like everything Zizek. It's like yes. our ideology is completely baked into our... It, one thing, uh, he takes the Althusserian approach. Althusser sort of has a little bit of a different approach, but like he takes a very Althusserian approach that like uh, 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 ideology is inescapable, but Zizek claims that uh, because Althusser still has the traditional Marxist view on ideology, I believe that uh, ideology distorts our reality. 
but it's not so it's 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 that ideology is our reality and any distortion yes. any distortion is uh is a is sort of a uh, a distorting effect of the ideology uh, of our nature if that if I, that probably is way too confusing it makes some. sense for me having read Jack, but i guess yeah. for a lot of people probably so ultimately the, the, the movie uh, i'll explain some a little bit about Zizekian ideology um the movie uh this uh, the dude puts on the glasses oh, and yeah, he sees yeah. like in your video yeah yeah and um there was an interview with Zizek. He explains this perfectly. It's like this movie had the correct idea. It's usually we view ideology as there's reality. There is the, the Kantian thing in of itself, the ultimate reality, the ultimate truth. And then we put the glasses on and then, uh, or sorry, sorry. Um, and then we put the ideological glasses on, right? Then we, we subscribe to political indoctrination practices, uh, whatever ideology we so subscribe to. But the actual reality is that ideology is the reality and to put glasses on you're seeing past ideology and so it, it, it's perfect in the sense of the united states it, it explains it yeah. perfectly because mm -hmm. uh, when we think about solutions about how to fix climate change well what do corporations do and zizek talks about this i put this in my video where mm -hmm. he's like did you guys do you guys have starbucks he was in poland do you guys have starbucks here and he was like if i was a terrorist he was, i'm not a terrorist but if i was i would fucking bomb it and he was like, <laughs> was like yeah he was like fucking terrible he was like this poster uh, saying that like our cappuccinos cost just a little bit more, but that little bit extra money goes to Guatemalan children, yeah. more children. Like, what is that message? The message is that um, the the your good conscience, your your moral doing uh, in the world is baked into the commodity itself. Yes. In America, into it's, consumption itself. Into consumption. Yes, and uh, yeah, it's it's brilliant and it's genius and it's uh, I I fucking love it. I love Zizek. Yeah. So do I. He's honestly one of my idols. Like, that's why I was so excited to have you on today. Like, yeah. because I honestly, like, I'm going to be honest. I forgot you were coming on today. All right. <laughs> David handles all that stuff. Yeah. I don't deal with that. I just show up when the podcast Shows is supposed up. to go live and yeah. I talk my shit and I leave. But yeah, when I saw you were coming, I yeah. looked at your video and I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be yeah. great. I love Zizek. He's a huge uh, mm. you know idol of mine so it, yeah this has been a great conversation hell, you, i think we're i think we're fun. kind of uh running low on time david aren't we, are we? okay so, um we feel free going um, for an hour and 20 yeah okay. so let's 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 do maybe one last topic and let's wrap it up okay uh okay. yeah uh so what i have on here is uh the the spacex they, they have a star you know the starlink have you heard have you heard of this Ian, that's uh, the thing where he's about. giving everyone internet right yeah so basically oh, what he's trying to do is trip. like uh you know yeah uh, access to internet and like even rural parts <sighs> that's like really yeah. decent right uh I just, yeah. what, what's decent. your thoughts on uh starlink and how do you even feel about elon, elon musk um so <laughs> guys my first youtube video if you guys didn't know was mm. about elon musk uh it, oh, i haven't it's, seen it's, it i'll have to watch it after this <laughs> it's totally it's totally it's a it's a terribly edited video mm. uh, i don't like elon musk at all but um um so with Neuralink, I'm actually not terribly. Uh, oh no, it's the Star. Or... It's the Starlink, like the satellite thing, the oh. the internet. Oh. The Neuralink, oh. yeah. I mean, yeah, he's also yeah. doing oh. some. So you can talk about that too. We yeah, actually talked about, about that last episode. David yeah. has a hot take. We'll bring that up later. Okay. But the uh, Starlink thing is is the internet satellites where he's basically like, much like how Facebook mm -hmm. is trying to take over, be like you know built in everywhere. He's trying to do it as well, where he has satellite internet across the entire globe mm -hmm. and. You know, even places like rural India will be able to like pay a very nominal fee and have access to his. I, I think I think uh, Elon Musk is the perfect fucking capitalist in every in every fucking yeah. way. Yeah. The most uh, perfect encapsulation of capitalism in its core. Um, it, it's like 
because on the surface, all of these things are good, right? I I, I talk about this a little bit in the video. Uh, I, I don't even want to promote this video because this is like my first video. It was actually pretty <laughs> yeah. bad, but yeah. it, but it's one of my better ones that like uh, done performance wise. But mm. um, it it I, I think Elon Musk just he he presents these things in in a, a, a such a good way that the most politically apathetic people are like, fuck yeah, this is awesome, renewable energy, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, but when you look at it, like there's so much sinister shit that, that yeah. he does with like union busting labor rights uh all of mm. these things that like yeah i mean like giving the like that's cool like having a global internet connection mm. is uh something in the future that will have to happen i just by any but by any means of privatization uh with that endeavor i'm skeptical beyond yeah. skeptical. Yes. I, i'd almost say that like this needs to be a global initiative uh on a yeah. governmental level yeah, I agree. The idea that one one man or one yeah. entity can do it. David was talking. He was mentioning yesterday off pod, mm. like he was he was uh, excited about the idea that everyone's getting internet, of course. And yeah. like I think that's actually great. I think honestly, yeah. internet, like we need to start considering it yeah. basically a human right. Like it's a basic 100%. access to internet. You know, whether it's a great connection or not, I don't think necessarily needs to be great, but just. A basic connection to internet. I think every human we should strive to allow that. Yeah, especially or, with or like just, all this you know. uh, online learning and uh, switching things yeah. to online. Oh, it's yeah, yeah. it's like it's even just, more just the yeah. the resources at your fingertips. I feel like to not allow everyone to have that is kind of mm -hmm. weird. Yeah, it's sad because yeah. like you, I see like some interviews on Twitter, like these uh, two, you know. Um, the girls like they're trying to like they don't have internet at home so like they like sit outside yeah. like some you know fast food restaurant to do the school work. i saw that it's picture like, oh my god like two like 10 year old uh, girls like yeah. in their school outfits with their backpacks on just sitting yeah. outside like a taco bell using yeah. their free <laughs> wi-fi oh yeah. my god oh yeah fuck just me, on dude. the concrete but man. It also fuck. it's like elon musk is doing it i fucking hate the dude like, yeah he says some questionable shit on twitter but like with the with the like the having having internet like everywhere, I think it's it's just good because like I feel like um you you come to like the leftist conclusion if you, if you just fucking if you research if you just look things up like you think yeah like I, but like what I worry about like maybe you might get tricked into being a fucking yeah. far right but like, I, that's my concern. access to information is very important. I think yeah. access. So I'm a little bit more skeptical about the conclusion that uh it it'll be a so i i think i would agree that like yes i think mm. that the the ultimate synthesis that people will come to is a more left-wing conclusion than at any time in history mm. but i think uh i think sometimes we can be a little bit over optimistic with that and, and i use again like a historical example is the printing press uh when the printing press came out people were like like again when it first came out a long fucking time ago they were like oh well like people are going to be educated this will this will transform <laughs> the world well really you can write a bunch of bullshit and fucking books and sell it to people and uh mm. i think the internet kind of has a little bit of a problem but i i, I do agree mm. uh, with the thesis that it is probably a net positive for sure to have yeah. well not only is it a net positive on an information like on a uh political and information mm. ideological level but uh obviously for means of like uh you know like even surviving in the world everyone needs internet pretty yeah, much yes pretty much yeah. definitely and i mean even if you want to take it one step further just pleasure I mean, the yeah, internet is yeah. is a a vast uh, sea of uh, pleasurable things that you can look at and do, yeah. and I think even just that is worth striving for. 100%. And yeah, I don't know. I think that what you brought up about information, I think, is a great point. I think the most important part is like the the privatization aspect yeah. because I think that having access to free information over time, like even just like not to be too optimistic, I think it does make sense that people would reach a left wing conclusion over time in the long run. Mm -hmm. But but 
who owns the free internet who allows uh, who decides what information is accessible on that yeah. internet it ultimately will decide i think what conclusions mm-hmm. people reach sure and it's going to become more corporatized as time goes on i think yeah. I, I i unless something we we do something unless there's like major antitrust laws in the united states yeah and i mean we've seen recently with uh i shit it's, it's been a few years but you know like the government was trying to uh you know in, infringe on the freedom of the internet uh, a while ago with oh, some yeah. bill that i can't remember the name of now but um and i know a lot of people were there was a huge uproar on the internet about that but i think that much like other things yeah. there's only so long you can put up a fight against endless capital before you're just like all right whatever you know like i can't i'm tired i can't yeah. i can't keep doing this anymore like <laughs> talking about whatever i guess my internet's just going to be shitty now <laughs> yeah. talking about the the sheer authoritarianism of, of of capitalism in a sense you know right exactly yeah and if uh, yeah. you said you, so you made a video on Neuralink. you said no i made a video on elon musk it's oh, titled musk. why do why do because it's a good question mm. um it's a it's a question that a lot of politically apath uh, more politically apathetic or uneducated people ask and it's a very valid question in my opinion mm. uh, the video is titled why do people hate elon musk uh and right. uh, i kind of go into like yeah like elon musk does really good things but he's also associated with fucking vile things and it's not yeah. necessarily because elon musk is a vile person per se he's integrated into such a fucking vile system that the only moral uh calculation is is, is profit that's like it exactly yeah. i think that people run into this issue a lot as well with a huge american figure bill gates like i mean oh, yeah. the most simple and obvious one i think um i think jeff bezos less so which is i guess because of uh you know his lack of focus on the philanthropy and i think like bill gates's attempt he really not even attempt i would say his success in painting himself as like a selfless philanthropist Mm. really is what made people uh you know huge fans of him even despite the fact that he much like elon musk built his wealth on you know on the back of exploitation just like any ultra rich capitalist like him you know and i think i don't know like just this this difference between charity and equity i think a lot of people don't understand maybe they're not ready for that conversation or what and i i'll definitely have to check out your elon musk video i think yeah. that'll yeah. probably be good yeah the last thing yeah. i want to say it was a badly we, uh, edited yeah, before, we, before we wrap up yeah like our first episode it's fucking dog shit like terrible dog shit yeah we should just private like the yeah. first five to six I'm, episodes like, like, honestly every time i look at this like i see the plays go up i'm like fuck like people are gonna like, think we're <laughs> such a shit podcast because how yeah. like bad our first episode is but yeah, like for sure but hey, you know it's it's a learning process but yeah, yeah i want to sure. talk about the neural link like i i you know i guess i guess uh, caleb said a hot take on it i my hot take is like i think like if this neural link shit becomes popular uh it's gonna be like the cell phone and i think it's gonna be dangerous yeah. like mm-hmm. like the having access to right information to your brain like fuck dude like are we we're just gonna become like zombies like who knows what the fuck what can be done with that shit and like you know, I think it might be like what the future. I, there's might be no way. I, no, dude, there's like, no the thing way is, like, it would be like the, the cell phone. So, so the, the reason why here's why I think it's gonna be it's like because like you know you have this thing in right, and like let's say you have a good credit score, right, and yeah. you're gonna have this gold, <laughs> glowing golden aura that like you know you pay your fucking bills and shit, and like you know other it's gonna be like oh you like you know and it's gonna be other shit like okay so you, you know this guy's clean. Like, you know, this guy doesn't have, like, you know, a clean record. No criminal record. Yeah, and so, like, people are going to be, like, to the people who don't have the fucking Neuralink, this chip in their brain, they're like, 
you know, you don't, uh, are you safe? Like, I don't, I don't know about you. You know, you don't, you don't have it, you know, but, but maybe if you do, yeah. you know, uh, we, we could talk. I don't know. I'm just worried about getting popularized because that's, it's going to be like a status yeah, symbol. You like, think like, yeah, it's like, it's like having a Fitbit, you know, it's like having a, a smart watch, you know, it's like, yeah, uh, that's what I worry about. Yeah. I don't, like, I'm not going to get the fucking chip for sure. I think it's different though, because like it's implanted in your brain. I don't know if it's fair to make mm. a comparison. Like, I don't know. Did you watch the video of him like showing the pigs with the mm, implants? Yeah, 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 I saw, I saw. Yeah. It was a very weird video. Like, I never saw that, but yeah, yeah it was. He re- he it's basically just a bunch of pigs in a pin. Yeah, like, he recently um, showcased it, like David was he's saying. Like, yeah. He was basically trying to show off, like, it's like you can't tell that this pig has one, like, compared to this pig that doesn't, like, it leaves no, like, scar. Except the fucking, like, like, big shit, like, sticking out of its head. And, like, I get that, yeah, it's like a prototype or whatever, and it's just it, animal trials, but, like, who like he showed a diagram of it and it's it's directly connected into your brain like this thing interfaces with your yeah, brain like somehow a, by like some magical powers like installs and shit. yeah i i like the idea so like uh elon musk's uh thesis on Neuralink is that everything in the world like information is already mm. i i, I kind of like this idea fuck elon musk but i do like this idea that information is already ours it, mm. it, it is with the internet but mm. it's a bandwidth issue we can't get to it quick you have mm. to open your yeah. cell phone you have to go search online mm. about it um and then that that's that that chip in your brain solves it but I, i'm thinking about like the meaning of my life and like my entire life is surrounded by learning and shit like yeah. that it's like not to not to sound too corny but like that's all i really like i love that shit and I, like yeah. that would obliterate all all like that Imagine would obliterate my entire instantly. life's meaning yeah like, i think no, that everything instantly fuck that <laughs> well under a different like in a different society though i would do that like that's the thing Maybe, is that yeah. who yeah. owns it is what's making me not want to do it you know yes. like oh, the yeah. idea that you could create a brain chip and download k- kung fu into your brain like the fucking matrix you know yeah. like that's awesome that yeah. is sick as fuck and if we could do that i would definitely do that but that i think that's a that's a that's a that, yeah that's a totally uh, good uh area to approach that because there yeah. are two there are two uh, elements of that right there is the intellectual the the conceptual element and then there's the actual physical like skills right. and shit like the matrix or you have like kung fu and yeah shit. um that's a good way to look at it like uh if a chip could rewire our 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 systems our neurological symptoms or systems so like we don't have anxiety or stuff like that that would be beautiful but um I think I I don't know I I am maybe I'm a little bit more of a, a, a reactionary romantic with it but I like like when I'm thinking about information at mm-hmm. the finger t- like the palm of my fingertips I hate that so much of my my life is just really? like a process of searching yeah yeah hundred percent well but 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 finding it though like finding that information is rewarding though right Absol- like absolutely but not on its I think not on its own I, I could totally see I, I mm. totally see the appeal but for me I was just I was just thinking and, and this begs the question I don't I'm sorry guys we are running uh on time I'm, I'm so sorry I do not want to <laughs> no it's fine it's this is the last topic yeah, go yeah. ahead King about, it's the episode so it's fine um, yeah <laughs> I, I think the same thing sort of with like leaving the United States too preemptively in a mm. political disaster it's like it's like that also is my life and like that that brings me meaning is mm the struggle uh not not in the the motivation fucking get up every morning go to fucking work that's your lead fuck yeah. that shit that shit sucks but like um it, the, the idea that like we are uh you know that life is sort of like a uh, not to get too philosophical that it's like a, a long struggle and uh, of a lot of different desires and, and things uh i i kind of subscribe to that a little mm. bit i just that's what yeah. i think about Neuralink when i think i'm like oh fuck that sounds like dismal in some ways yeah <laughs> yeah I, I can kind of like vibe with that idea honestly yeah, like yeah. 
the struggle in life is kind of is what gives it meaning i mean at the end of the day yeah yeah i think that we would evolve you know much like our ideologies like we would evolve as people and Mm. learn to uh you know value new things rather than information or the search for information you know for Uh, sure but but for me and for you in the short term that would probably be pretty jarring (laughs) yeah definitely yeah but Um, like you know he's claiming you know i can do like a lot of amazing things for people who make paralyzed people yeah like that's crazy crazy shit like and i'm all for that shit that's just uh, a positive that's just a net positive i I mean if he can pull that off yeah yeah. i just worry about uh you know it becoming dangerous did you guys yeah, hear about definitely. his music? Like, the, it'll it'll be able to play music in your head. That's scary as fuck. That's crazy. <laughs> oh my god! Just like thinking I, about music and then just it playing. Yeah, uh-huh. David can be the guinea pig for this podcast. Like, you can uh, get it, and then if it works out okay, I'll get version yeah. two, You'll and we can interface. Or, yeah, we can yeah. look at each other. You'll have the shitty stuff. version, and I'll have yeah. version two that's like streamlined we and even sexy. We need a podcast and, like, anymore though, because like we'd like look at each other. And it's like, oh yeah, I get it, man. All right. Thanks yeah. for listening to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Oh, so well, I yeah. actually, I'm sorry. I so I've been drinking. I've been drinking this coffee. I'm a fucking mm. coffee fiend. Mm. I got to piss really bad, but yeah. I figured that might be yeah. good. That might be a good yeah, point yeah, to, a good to sort of like jump off and stuff like that. But yeah. no, seriously, mm. guys, this is so much fun. I really yeah. enjoyed this a lot. Like genuinely, I it was it. awesome. Yeah, it was fun. I, I definitely had a good time. time. Thank All you right. so much for coming on, man. Hey, why don't you plug your shit one more time before you leave, and then we can get out of here and we'll end the podcast. Yeah, definitely. I'll try to figure out. Actually, linking your channel is a little weird. So, like, yeah, yeah guys in chat, I'm looking at uh, chat. And thank you, uh, the devil. Thank you as well. Thanks for uh, interacting and shit. I'm gonna try to get my uh, yes, thank my, you, my channel link. Where where the fuck? Oh, I'll go to my link tree or whatever on my Twitter. Um, feel free to follow my Twitter too. That's like a good way. Yeah. Instagram, whatever. I'll link. Uh, if you message after the podcast, message us all your stuff. We'll put it in the description as well, yeah, yeah, so okay, that anyone cool, listening yeah. after can uh, access yeah. your stuff as well. I yeah, really awesome. recommend going to watch his videos; they're great. Yeah, especially great the production one, value. Like he just Big dropped. fan. Really good. Yeah. Thank you guys, dude. I, anytime, if you guys, mm. uh, anytime you guys want to do this, this is fun as shit. I really oh, yeah. enjoy this. Hell yeah. Thing. Yeah, me and Kale, yeah. we fucking yeah, we love this shit. You know, we're thirty-two episodes strong. Uh, we, all we, right. We love this shit. So yeah, Hell we'd yes. love to have you again, though, for sure. All right. Thanks, right, man. Guys. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Guys, mm. chat, I'll see you. Thanks for having me on again. I'll see you guys. Mm. Yep. Later, man. Yep. And uh that was awesome. episode 32. Wait, wait, before we leave, wait, before yeah, we yeah, leave, yeah. I wanna I wanna do the chats. I wanna do the chats. Okay, so sorry for not getting to this while he was here, guys. But the devil says it's one step closer to becoming the board, microchips in the brain. Bro, true. Like that's exactly what we're talking about here, man. Yeah. Like, you know, today it's learning kung fu, tomorrow it's fucking stormtroopers and yeah. everyone's gonna be <laughs> yeah, killing yeah, each yeah. other you know what it's i mean learning to uh obey capitalism and a fucking, yeah uh, elon musk is like all right guys i'm the new god king and you know this is just how life is gonna be now and he's like true and you're, it's like you're like okay 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 like in your fucking brain <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah there's actually a great movie that's about this called upgrade where the guy has like a chip in his brain and mm-hmm. someone else is controlling him it's so sick i'm not gonna spoil it beyond that okay and then and two flag says i think epoch philosophy has a good point education and learning are often shown as being means to an end rather than being itself enjoyable i totally agree and i think i had this realization yesterday mm-hmm. david i said it in the discord like i asked a question of my professor and mm-hmm. he was like that's a great question caleb and he went on like a tangent about you know answering my question and I, in that moment i was like damn i love learning you know love it, yeah. shit's so good you get it right, yeah yeah i don't know but like but then you think about it's like 
Damn, learning everything instantly would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely do it. I would definitely do it. I would like kind of. I would probably regret it later, but I would. Yeah, still I'd do be it. like, you can get, take, you can get taken out. Uh, apparently. Yeah. The devil uh, says education should be enjoyable. I learn Italian because it turns women on. I learn Japanese because I. Anyway. Fucking love it. Uh, <laughs> Antiflex says, "LOL." Devil says, "Buy all, buy." Okay. Yeah, thank all you. Right. Yeah, I want to. I want to thank everyone who's uh, come out. First of all, uh, yeah. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you know, left in the south, the YouTube, check it out. We were, we went live at 5 p.m. You know, it might range to when we go live. I don't know, Caleb. You said you wanted to talk about like, you know, um, st- continue live streaming, like play games after this. I don't know if you still. Want oh to do yeah. That. Well, we're gonna take a break, but yeah, yeah. obviously, get some fucking we'll water, take a shit, piss, of course. Yeah, right. But uh, of course, uh, we didn't do it in the in the beginning because I kind of forgot. But uh, I can do it now. Uh, I want to thank our patreons. We have four patreons, a total of four, big. Right. I want to thank James, Grunt, Tim, and uh, Payton. Thank you so much for your constant and monthly support to our Patreon. You don't know how much that you know. Like God, like that. That I wake up every day with a little more energy knowing yeah. that my friends are are fucking loving the shit i'm producing and are supporting it constantly like i fucking love you guys Hi. and uh, devil like you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're a newcomer <laughs> to, the ch- to the channel but like when you know when i see your, you want to see your message on our videos bro know that you're bringing great joy to my heart Truly. Yeah, that's what I want to say, you know. But, uh, you know, that was, I don't know if you want to end it here. If you have something else, one last closing. No, I'm say. down. Go ahead. Okay. You know, Play yeah. us out, Sam. Yeah. It was uh, episode 32 of Love the Solve podcast. Goodbye. Bye.